Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Frank Benali. This is Klaus Lundekram. I'm Matt Letizier. Dean Hammond's here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letizier. with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number. This is episode 188. Today, we have the pleasure of going over yet another disappointing week. We took on Bournemouth at St. Mary's on Thursday night in what many believe to be the last chance saloon. With all hope drained, we then made the trip up north to face Newcastle. Once again, poor decisions on the field turned a positive 1-0 at the break to another crushing defeat. Six points away from safety now and only four games left. Relegation is almost certain, but we have to carry on uh, and we have to preview next week's, next Monday's trip to the city ground where Nottingham Forest awaits. With me once again is the incomparable Moscow mush, Kevin Milverton. Kevin, another bad week, <laughs> two more down and uh, zero points to show for it. Yeah. Yeah. incomparable i like that a reminder if you're enjoying the show not necessarily the team but the show uh, then please consider uh, sharing your support by visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number uh, any donation will be uh, greatly appreciated uh yes kevin mush this is it then really isn't it relegation acceptance i mean i kind of thought 
that Bournemouth one was the line in the sands there. You don't beat Bournemouth, then that's it. It almost didn't really matter what happened at Newcastle. I was down to the fact that we were going to go down then. It was that was it. But are you in this relegation acceptance now? Are you are you there? Were you there, or is this it for you? Yeah, I mean, I said we needed three out of four of those um, must-win games: West Ham, Palace, and then uh, Bournemouth and Nail Forest. So, yeah, I, I've accepted this long ago. I mean, even before the Arsenal game, I think, you know, we're all but mathematically relegated. We can win these last four games to stay up, but that's not going to happen, is it? No, I mean, we could win all four games, and then teams above us could also win as well, and it wouldn't really matter. I think so, what would that put us on? Uh, 36 points? I think that would be easily enough. Hmm. It would be, but yeah, it's not going to happen. You're right, no. you are. Um, but yeah, it's just down with a whimper, Kev. Just not, not much fight and... You know, a predictable end to what's been, you know, a shit show on and off the pitch, really, is the whole the whole season has just been a farce, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, one disaster after another. Not a car crash, it's more of a slow pile-up of a season, isn't it? Yeah. I've had our season knife-jacked on a dual carriageway and just been smashed from behind every week. Yeah, Thursday night, of course. An embarrassing 1-0 loss to, to Bournemouth, a goal from Marcus Tavernier just after half-time, and then Sunday afternoon, St James's Park, 3-1 loss. With a 1 0 half time lead. Stuart Armstrong opened the scoring before Callum Wilson came off the bench to piss on our parade. Um, that, <laughs> that Bournemouth game, Kev, we, we went to that game. That was a, I mean, yeah. it was a disaster from start to finish for us, really, as well, wasn't it? I mean, we, it was wet. I mean, we did have a, we did meet up and have a beer with, with Simon, um, beforehand, which was nice. Uh, but we missed the bus, didn't we? <laughs> and we had to walk yeah. over the bridge, uh, even and- more wet. And, just uh, like the three three buses at least passed us on the way to the stadium. Well, we counted four, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> um, we missed the worst of the rain. That really, it really tipped it down uh, during that first half. You, you may have missed it, but where I sit, I get the rain. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> right. Yeah, I get the brolly out. Because um, yeah, the conditions were were really wet, and I can understand why the game was particularly slow at some points, but it doesn't explain the whole 90 minutes. No, everyone had to play that out as well. So, but yeah, and we yeah we got to the ground a little bit later than we than we should have done. We didn't get get to have our pre-match pine in the fan zone, and we watched that under the rain. <laughs> yeah, still. Um, and then we didn't uh, we didn't put the performance in on the pitch. It was just a, a yeah, just a crap game, really, wasn't it? The whole lot, the whole the whole experience was crap. Apart from you know meeting up with you, Kevin, because that, that, that's always nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely definitely good. Uh, again, bonding experience, shared. Uh, what's Pain. the word? Trauma. Yeah. Trauma. <laughs> ah, okay. Right. Uh, should we go into the ITN news then? Yeah. This is ITN in that number news. Okay then, I'm going to start with the remaining fixtures then, Kev, because we are now, as we speak, it's May the 1st, or the 1st of May. Uh, Yeah, sorry, I didn't wish a happy International Workers' Day to all of our international workers. May Day. May Day, yeah, Labour Day. Yeah, Yeah, the remaining fixtures then, just four left, two home, two away, uh, starting with that forest trip uh, next Monday night. Then, Then it's Fulham at home, Brighton away, and Liverpool at home. I'm I'm starting to feel now, Kevin, that we won't get any points 
in these remaining games. And I, I can see that. That seems more likely to me now. And you can almost strike off those home games against Fulham and Liverpool because, I mean, we don't win it at home, do we? we? We proved that all season. Uh, Forest away, uh, which which we'll get to in the, in the preview, and, and Brighton away. I mean, Brighton, they're, they're, they're continuing their impressive run this season. Go- goals are coming easy for them at present. But, yeah, it, it's a... It's a tough running now, isn't it? Well, every game's tough now. Yeah, like I said, if we win all four, we stay up. We're not winning all four. We'll probably get some points somewhere, I reckon. Where? Where you least expect us to. So, Fulham and Liverpool. <laughs> it'd just be, it would just be our luck, and it are already relegated, and they win both the home games. So. Yeah, that was my prediction. We'll, we'll beat... Liverpool in their dead rubber will be like one or two points from relegation. I don't know. It's usually at this point of the season, though, that we're, we're safe and, you know, the head's on the beach and they just start to, you know, fall away and nobody cares. It is like it is that now, in a sense, but for different reasons. Because, I mean, on Sunday afternoon, Kev, I got the sense that even the players now know that it's beyond them. Um, the pressure's kind of off, isn't it? We can relax and just play for the love of it, if that's possible. Um, and I thought to myself, Not you know we're what? we yeah, true. But, I mean, I thought yesterday we might even beat Newcastle because the pressure will seem to be off. Um, and then we went one new up and I thought, wow, well, you know, maybe. But now, it, you know, it turns out to be a loss. Is there going to be a sense where players are just going to be like, oh, wow, let's just, um, you know, we're playing for our futures now. Let's just go for it. Yeah, I don't think they can even be able to do that, to be honest. No one's really paying any attention. I, I thought my prediction was, was going to come true. Um, we, we'd get a, a draw somehow out that match it wasn't out of the question no um, but the second half performance fuck me was that bad oh it's awful which we'll uh, we'll, we'll elaborate on in, in a little bit Sayers after that Bournemouth defeat um, he was questioned Kev about the January signings not being good enough um, and he said they are uh, he then proceeded to leave out Orsic from the squad once again uh, more surprisingly, Paul and Iwachi, not even in the 20. Is this desperation now from him, Kev? Because, I mean, is he just throwing players out and seeing what sticks? Or is there actually a game plan, like a method to his madness? I don't even want to listen to him. I'm sorry, I just, I just have enough. We also saw McCarthy back in for, for Gavin Bizzuno. Uh, I understand that people will have mixed feelings, but, I mean, I... I don't disagree with it. I mean, I think it has been clear that Bazuno has, has been thrown in the deep end and I don't think he's quite ready for the Premier League. But, you know, with McCarthy, we, at least we have that experience. Uh, you weren't displeased to see him in the starting lineup, even more more shocked, really. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's too little, too late, I think. Uh, it's a decision that should have come much, much earlier. Like um, Nathan Jones... Surprised he backed Bazunu and now Salas again. Would it have made much of a difference? No. You'd need to have seen him in, you know, at least 20 matches for it to make a difference. You know, as concerning as the result was that that Bournemouth one, that the Prousey not being present for the second half against him, uh, that was a real head scratcher because we were actually just finishing our drinks, weren't we, on the uh, at the end of the the first half, and yeah, we were like, what? What's going on here? Um, and I. He explained it, it was due to, due to an illness, and I'll, I'll quote him directly here. He said, he got a sore throat. Uh, he went through training, went home and didn't have the best night. During the day, he was recovering well and he wanted to play and he wanted to be there. But with the weather conditions that we had during the first half, it was too much for him. He ran out of energy and we needed to take him out. So that was his explanation uh, for James Ward-Prowse. Sounds reasonable, doesn't it? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, someone said that he didn't look right. 
So, okay, but yeah, made a complete recovery and was it was straight on the in, in the starting lineup for for Newcastle, which I was concerned about. I didn't know if he was going to be back, you know, fully fit, but he was. It made no difference. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Kev, about um, what Sayas said about Salisu and. You know, now he's had some words to say about Bella Kotchap because he was completely uh, taken out of the squad on Thursday. Um, I say some words, but all he said was he, he wasn't ready to perform today. I mean, this just gets worse and worse, doesn't it? I mean, all the backroom staff are off. So Lee Sue doesn't want to play her anymore. Bella Kotchap seems to be downing tools. I mean, I understand you can't play these players if they aren't willing to fight for the cause, but... You can't leave them all out because they're all doing this. Then what do you do? Play the Yanko and Yanbi. Is that it? Is that all we've got? Is the rest of the rest of the squad just doesn't want to be here anymore? They don't want to fight for it, so you have to leave them out. But his comments, he, he wasn't ready to perform today. What does that even mean? Was he yeah, injured? So vague, it could mean absolutely anything, couldn't it? It's, it's it, you've got to be worried and concerned about that. There is. One bit of good news <laughs> amongst all this, uh, the Saints Saints B have crowned champions of Premier League 2, um, Division 2, so they've now moved back up to Division 1. Fantastic season for them, that's good. Uh, it went down to the wire uh, with Leeds and, and finished with a 5-2 win at Norwich and then had to wait for Leeds against West Brom. Uh, a point was needed for Leeds, but West Brom won 2-1, meaning Saints took the title on goal difference, and, and even that was close because it was a a two-goal swing, I think. So that, that Norwich game was just crucial. Um, a brilliant season for them, as I said, and Don Ballard in particular, 12 goals on the season. And let's keep hold of him, Kev, because, I mean, he, he, we, we could be using Mara and Ballard as our top two in the championship next season. It must not, you know, the worst situation, I suppose. No. Adam Armstrong probably is going to be around as well. Yeah, maybe he, maybe he can perform in the in the decision in the division that you know as well. Yep. Well, we still don't know what's going on with Chaiva, do we? So mm. we've got a good championship side now. I, I said last week about um, Ainsley Maitland-Niles and, and his future, um, but now he's spoken out about his his, ex, his exit from Arsenal. Um, so that will that will leave him clubless in the summer, and he has said that he would like to stay. But I think I don't know. I think there'll be a Premier League club interested in him. Um, we shouldn't really be an option. He, why would he want to stay with us if we're going to go down? I mean, that's what I gathered from his response anyway. He's focused on the here and now with Saints. Um, his wages will have to reduce, but I'm, I'm certain he'll remain a Premier League player, so I don't think we will have him regardless. Classic Fulham signing, isn't it? Yeah, possibly. Um, or maybe Burnley or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but there'd be enough teams out from that are willing to offer money. The bad news continues, Kev, because uh, Roman Perro, he's out for the season. Um, I, I mean, I said that, didn't I? The, when he went off at half time, I said, that's it, that's it, he's going to be done. Um, no need to rush him back now, but that's that's a that's a bad one. Having surgery on Thursday, so more misery. Yeah, speaking of more misery. There's more? <laughs> I had the whole podcast just one big misery. Yeah, there's some transfer news as well, I've heard, that um, Besiktas have been in contact over a deal for Mohamed Elianusi. Let him go. It's time to let him go, Ruben. You don't have to keep yeah. playing him. That sounds, I mean, we could have, we didn't even have to, we could have written that ourselves, couldn't we? 
Yeah. That's a, that's a very predictable move from he'll probably light up the Turkish Super League and uh, then he'll get a transfer to Villa or somewhere. Yeah, I can see how that could pan out. Um, <laughs> have we mentioned uh, Matt Hale, the academy director, Lena? I know, I didn't. No, I didn't. Um, it was it was last week that he went, didn't it? I don't know. Do you see that as a, as a positive or a negative? I'm not even sure. I, I I don't see how it can be a positive. I just th- I I just think it goes to show that there's a lot more going on with this club than meets the eye. It's just... telling, isn't it? Uh, that it's the kind of place that a lot of people are not invested in what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah, there's a lot of upheaval, isn't there, in the off season? It's going to be so. This is going to be like the the biggest like shift in in people, personnel, players, and. Uh, you know, moving down the division as well. It just, it, it feels so much different than it did in 2005. Um, mm. Just for all the, you know, the the worse reasons than it was in 2005, obviously. But yeah, it's just, it just feels like a a change, a big, big change is brewing. And, and, and I think people will be happy with that because but we, we do need to hit that rebuild, that reset and, and, and go again. The only thing I worry though, Kevin, is that it's, all these staff, the backroom staff and all these players moving, it can't be a quick fix. It can't be a, it won't be a Burnley. We can't expect to go back up again with all this, this moving around. It's, it's going to take a good two or three years to even consider coming back to the Premier League again, I think. Uh, yeah, my, I don't, I don't. That's my concern. Yeah, I don't reckon we'll bounce back straight away either. I think we need a decent manager. Uh, with with Premier League experience, um, hopefully even with experience of um, getting promoted, and uh, we're going to have to have a massive clear out in the summer of all the shit that we've bought this year, and uh, yeah, maybe a couple of acquisitions to to level the team up a bit. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a tough few seasons down there. The off season's going to be so tough as well. It's going to be, yeah, uh, a lot of it. We'll be Still, definitely, yeah. We march on. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and we did. Um, sorry, we did talk about Burnley, but we didn't mention Nathan Teller making the Championship team of the season. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, he deserved it, didn't he? He's been ace, outstanding. Uh, mm. And again, <laughs> what's going to happen with him next season? Do we sell? Do we keep him? Is he going to want to stay? We've we talked about this before, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I'd like to have him back. Yeah, I'd love to have him back. It'd be great. Lone watch then. Uh, not a lot to go on, really. Kazima Legby, uh, they won 2-1 at Mansfield uh, and he got an assist. Uh, so, yes, that was um, that was good for him, an assist. And, and Will Smallbone got an assist in Stokes 1-1 draw at Cardiff. Uh, Nico Lawrence, Torquay, he's finished at Torquay now. Their, their season has been wrapped up um, in well, the, the National League and they finished with a 1-1 draw against the team at the moment um, and champions Wrexham. Uh, they finished the season, well, he finished the season with 20 games, um, 20 starts as well, because he only signed in, in, in the January. Um, but yeah, 20 games, 20 starts, never subbed off. No yellows, no reds. Mr. Dependable. That's good from Nico Lawrence. So, yeah, nice bit of experience for him down in the National League. Mm. Um, and apparently, Oriel uh, uh, Romeo was tearing it up at, at Girona. They, uh, I think they beat Real Madrid 4-2 um, on the weekend. So, yeah, nice one 
Oriole. Uh, the B team, as I said, champions, uh, finished uh, with that win at Carrow Road, uh, 5-2. Uh, Don Ballard, two for Kamari Doyle and one for, no, and two for Sam Amo Amiyar. So, yeah, end the season as champions. Congrats to everyone involved. That's a brilliant season. Back up to Division One in Premier League Two. So, brilliant. Uh, and women, they finished as well. Uh, they, well, they've, they've played twice since we recorded last. They played Coventry uh, on the Sunday, the 23rd, and they've won again. That's two in a row. Uh, a 4-0, actually, this time. And goals from Katie Wilkinson, Ella Pusey, Sophia Farah and Beth Lumsden. Um, and then the final match of the season was at home to Sheffield United on Sunday the 30th. That was yesterday. Um, ending the season with a 1-0 loss. Um, but they finished in sixth. So sixth place. That's a good start to life in the championship. And they can press on next season and, um, yeah, and, and build on that. Uh, Under-18s, they played Norwich as well uh, on Saturday the 29th. But they lost 4-1. Um, and they still have one match to play. And that will be Arsenal on Friday the 5th of May. And that is at Staplewood. Right then, Kev. As I say, this Bournemouth game, uh, disaster from start to finish. It was wet. It was miserable. Um, as I say, the only good thing about it was meeting up with you. As I said, also, we missed the bus. <laughs> missed the pre-game tipple. Uh, but Marcus Tavernier didn't miss, nor did VAR, because uh, we had one stricken off for that uh, Che Adams offside. Two changes from that Arsenal throwaway game. Chaleta Sar replaces Bella Kotchap and McCarthy replaces Bazunu. Uh, that's McCarthy's first start in the Premier League this season, and... And you mentioned at the top of the show that, you know, it should have come sooner and it's too little too late. Um, I know McCarthy doesn't fill you much with confidence, well, many people with confidence, but you can't think that Bazunu does either. And I'm going to just put this to you, Kev. In 32 Premier League games that Bazunu has played, we've conceded 56 goals. Okay. Um, yeah, that's um, that's that's terrible. Uh, uh, yeah, just like I said, he's thrown in the deep end. He was never going to succeed <laughs> with uh, with this young team. Amazingly, right, the away side has been victorious in the previous four, but Saints winning the last three by an aggregate score of six nil. Um, and of course, we had that one nil win at the Vitality. Boy, have things changed from that Wednesday night in October? Because you know, eleven losses at home—that's almost unbelievable. We've all suffered. Uh, Bournemouth, by contrast, now won three away games in a row. That's a first for them. And it's that fight that you need at this stage of the season that we that we don't really have, Kev. And it's just it just proved it because, I mean, that first half against Bournemouth was was terrible. There was nothing really going forward at all. Uh, there was a lot of passing amongst themselves at the back, no progression. That has got to come down to Ruben Sayas, right? Yeah, I mean, we, we saw it again against Newcastle that uh, I weren't particularly imaginative, um, especially in that second half. It's um, It's got to have come from the top, yeah. But I mean, it was so frustrating them trying to play it out from the back. I mean, the, the key word in, in that phrase, isn't it, is... Tried? Is well out <laughs> that you play out oh. back, but they just played it around the back until they lost possession, and it was just it was just sickening. Doesn't um, work though. Why does he keep going to it? I don't know. And yeah, he thinks he's Pep Guardiola, like playing without a recognised striker and, and trying to play out from the back um, through the midfield. But I mean, we're just so so compact as well. Um, not really utilising any of the space that was created by Bournemouth. And they were, they were on a particularly good side. Um, they didn't play particularly well either. But 
they just had that little bit more in the final third that made the difference. They had a game plan, Kev. Yeah. <laughs> they, know, they, they knew how to beat us, and we make it easy for them. Well, Not I mean, just Bournemouth, every team. They just had to score one goal, and that was it. I mean, it was, yeah, it was just so predictable. It was just laughable, really. You say predictable, you actually predicted the score. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, you, you're right. It, it, it was predictable. And the goal uh, from Marcus Tavernier, just allowed to run with ease. And it kind of like you watch it again and again. It was just like slow motion. It was it was a pretty weak shot, to be fair. And it just rolled into the bottom corner. But we just allowed him space and time. And It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's given so much space at the edge of the area. You've got um, seven players in the box. Dulé's uh, not challenging Tavernier at all. No, he's just letting him do what he wants. What he wants, and that ball. You're right. It wasn't a particularly strong shot. I mean, just because the the way the pitch was a bit soaked, it sort of, um, like you said, it rolled its way through the sodden turf and threaded through about seven players that we had in the box. It was just, it was just, uh, yeah, it was mental. And uh, I've got to blame Matter a bit here because his reaction was very slow on that goal. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it didn't do himself any favours uh, after me praising him. Um, but yeah, like like mentioned, like James Ward Prowse, he comes off due to the, due to the illness. Sayers brings on Lianco and switches to a back three. Uh, Ainsley Maitland Niles into midfield and Elianusi as a wing back. And as if by magic, <laughs> we concede. You know, it's it's not a coincidence. It really is not. Um, and it's not difficult to put your best players in the best positions either. And it's just, oh, my goodness. Uh, the man doesn't know what he's doing. So, so disappointing. Um, but, you know, the, the halftime, at halftime, six total shots from us in that first half with 51% possession, but no big chances with an expected goals of 0.29. <laughs> I mean, did they realise that we, we were playing for Premier League survival? Did they know that that was going to... It just seemed like a pre-season friendly. Yeah, or a training match. It was it was weird. Um, where, a training match where, you know, this, the, the, the gaffer said, oh, the conditions aren't great, so don't push yourself too hard. We don't want any injuries before the match. You know? Yes. Um, I, I was amazed watching back at the highlights of this match. Because um, it was all basically Saints that they they showed in the highlights, and I don't think that reflects the the play of the match at all. I mean, they the, had the, a couple of chances of Walcott, one straight at the keeper, the other hits the bar, mm. and then um, Armstrong hit the post the near near post. Yeah, um, and uh, of course uh, Shea Adams is. A goal that was chalked off outside. I think you'd had enough by that point. I'd, I'd gone. I'd left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we stuck around right to the end, and uh, I thought, ah, yeah, we've been rewarded. And then, uh, yeah, when the VAR thing comes up, you're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> they don't do that for no reason. Yeah. Uh, he, he was offside. And I thought, well, you know, I'd rather have not seen that at all, to be honest. No, exactly. <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? Because, yeah, they go, Stuart Armstrong, right? Showing everybody why he deserves to be starting in this team. Created that chance for Che, who popped it into mm-hmm. the roof of the net. Uh, but his toe was offside. 
right? I mean, but it didn't really matter anyway, because one one was no good. It was one or bust, wasn't it? So at that point, it was just like, I don't care if this goes in or not, because I actually left just before that goal went in. And I went down to the loo before I walked out of the stadium mm. and I heard the cheers. And I thought, well, can you fucking believe it? I thought I'm just... <laughs> I, there was no chance that they were going to score and I come down for a piss and I missed the goal. So I come back out and I see on the concourse, you know, the TV screens are up and it's VAR check. And I saw it as soon as I saw it, I thought, uh, yeah, OK, and just walked away again. So I thought it doesn't matter. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, uh, and I didn't. It wasn't until I was uh, like halfway home that I thought I better check to see if they'd lost, actually. And, you know, that was it. It's. That's that's the mood. It, it, I was just in such a bad mood after that game. It's <laughs> just yeah, uh, just needed well, needed to get me out. You had the joy of getting the lift back. I, um, me and Mrs. Mush, we had to make our way to the train station through all the crowds of fucking smug Bournemouth fans. Though, and the and the station was just was just full of them, and it was all starting to kick off, and it was just was it. Well, yeah, I mean, there was, was it a, you. It was you. It was me. I called them all <laughs> fucking inbred cunts. I didn't like that, and there was just a huge crowd of, uh, <laughs> of uh, transport police just uh, came in and just started battering the Bournemouth fans. I just walked away. <laughs> I can actually see this, you know. <laughs> this is an image in my head that I, I've just I can see. Yeah, it's not far from you. Yeah, no, there was. Um, we made our way to the other platform because so they were all going um, west and we had to go east. So um, yeah, but as we got over the bridge, just a huge stream of of, um, of police, like looking like that there was something that they were going to get their teeth into. But okay, so we're, we're leaving at just the right moment. Well, you saw more action there than you did on the pitch, to be fair. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, the I first time my, you've seen the red and white actually attack. Seen more fight on there than, than, yeah, but they definitely outnumbered. Yes. Um, Kevin, do you have any stats on this game? It'd be interesting. Um, I mean, just just the the usual. Uh, we had the. Uh, 56.5% possession, 43.5%, 11 shots. I don't know where they came from to the <laughs> 16. Yeah, I have done the XG if you got that. A two on target from our two. 11. Oh. Yeah, and I've named both of them, didn't I? But both straight at the keeper. Yeah, uh, the XG, yeah, ours was 0.5 in the end, and, and uh, Bournemouth wasn't much better at 0.9. But... Mm. Terrible, terrible game. Yeah, from both sides, I'd say. Yeah, you know, that that goal did it, not not that it came out of nowhere, but it was uh, a materialised chance that they they were having and we were having. There were kind of half chances here and there, and it it was the other end of the pitch and it was raining at the time, so I didn't get a great view of it. But um, just a, a melee in there, and uh, the and the goal just rolling into the net. Yeah, not fun. Not fun at all. Uh, and you're, and we're we're going to do it again. We're going to go to Brighton, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, why don't why we do this? It's a nice day out. Do you know what though? I, as I say, we'll be relegated, mathematically relegated by that point. We should just go and have a jolly up. We should just go and have a good old time. You know, in that number on tour, because Tim will be over for that. We just we just go and uh, and enjoy it. We if we get beat nine nil, we get beat nine nil. You know, let's just go out there and um. And just give it everything we've got. Yeah, Tim was on about um, 
tailgating, as they call it. Huh? Yeah, I don't think I don't think Brighton uh, Brighton and Hove Council would be very uh, pleased with that. I could we could try, couldn't we? <laughs> Plus, I'm, plus I'm driving, so I'm not allowed to drink. So <laughs> leave the car, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, OK. Uh, Ruben Sayers then uh, said at the end of the game, he was very disappointed. We came here with the intention to make it a good game. Yeah, good job, mate. Well done. Uh, to, keep up, <laughs> to keep up the pace and make a good performance. And in the first five to ten minutes, we did it. We tried to play. Well, that's all right then. You could just relax for the next 80. We tried to play forward. We tried to apply the pressure forward. But after those five to ten minutes, we were not able to control. We needed to change shape. And even in the second half, until we conceded the goal, we were not in the game. In some other games during the season, we needed to come back. We needed to fight back. And I think we did. But again, those margins went against us today. Don't know where to start with that one. Uh, I'm just going to completely bypass it. Kevin, who's your man of the match? Can I give it to the fans for for turning up? For another week. Give it to me, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give it to Stu because he only played 30 minutes uh, and he had more touches than Elianusi, Alcaraz, Adam Armstrong, Walcott, who all played considerably more minutes than him. And what does that tell you? He also, right, led the team with tackles, which is unbelievable. And he also led the team with progressive carries. Now, that is a telling stat. He needs to start every game. And in fact, he did start against Newcastle. So he must have looked at those stats and said, well, you know what? He was our most influential player on that field. And he only played 30 minutes. So and because I love him. Stuart Armstrong, man of the match. I'm I'm backing you on that one, then. Good stuff. Um, And then on to Newcastle, then. I mean, like I said at the start, mate, I was... I just thought we're down. I've accepted that now after that Bournemouth defeat, and I think we could just go out there and and just let it, let it all hang out and just go for it. Uh, and for a moment, I thought that was actually going to happen. But he made five changes. Uh, so Lianco, Stu, Gineppo, Sulemana, and Bella Kotchap in. Uh, Lianco's first start in two months. Uh, yeah, Armour Bella Kotchap seems okay. He, he, he's fine to start now, as does James Ward-Prowse. So Theo, Adam Armstrong, Elianusi, Chaletasa all drop to the bench. And of course, Raymond Perro was injured. Uh, what did you make of those changes then, Kev? Were you happy with that? Um, yeah, back to familiarity, uh, Ward-Prowse. Um, I didn't actually mention him, but um, I was when I was in the first half trying to work out who my man of the match could possibly be, I was just looking at the positives. And all of the positives seem to come through Ward-Prowse that... Uh, uh, everyone was sort of passing it backwards and sideways, except for Ward Prowse. He was managing to construct something at least out of nothing. Um, so I was glad that he was he was back. Um, wasn't brilliant against Newcastle, but uh, uh, who was? Who was indeed? Yeah. But again, we've seen mistakes made by Sayas. I mean, he doesn't know his best eleven, as we've said a time and time again. He's he's changing it up. I think he's just throwing the lines at the wall and see what sticks that that'll do. Um, he made the three subs and that proved to be a downfall really, didn't it? Um, Maitland-Niles, Adam Armstrong and Elianusi on for Alcaraz, Lianco and Stuart Armstrong. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was a mistake. I mean, cause he said about that triple substitution, he said the aim was to win the game. That is always the aim. We knew that our boys up front had a hard task during the game and we needed to take them off because they ran out of energy. We had a game plan uh, and thought that with refreshment in the front, we could continue finding spaces and continue with our game plan. It didn't work and we need to accept that. Sometimes this can happen in the game. We were, we were doing well. We had the plan to apply pressure. 
uh, when we can and keep the ball. That was his comments on, on, on the substitution. OK, so he admitted that he made a mistake with the with the change of shape, with the change of the, the personnel there. But he said we were doing well. I, I disagree. I don't think we did well at all in that second half. Completely threw that away. Completely changed up. I mean, Kev, I'm just going to read some. I know this is, your, this is your department with the stats, but I'm just going to read this, right? Because at halftime, we, we went in at 1-0 up, right? We had 37% possession, four shots and three on target. Um, Newcastle only had five shots, but they had none on target, right? Um, out of our four shots, Stuart Armstrong had two of them and two of those were on target. So Stuart Armstrong again, proving it. So, yeah, 37% possession with four shots, right? At full time, we had 37% possession with four shots to Newcastle's 22. So they had 20 shots in that second half. And we had none. Now, what the hell did he do at halftime? I reckon he, he said, well, one nil up. Uh, let's just sit back and try and hold on to this lead and keep it tight. That's what I thought. But that's not possible, right? That's He couldn't have done, surely. To just not play at all, just to let them. I mean, there was a stat that came up on the stream that I was watching, and it said that how many touches we've had in, in the box, and it was zero, and theirs was like 20-odd. Right. Did you, you see that? The Peacock one as well. I don't know what stat or what, what stream I was. I don't think it was Peacock, no. American one that was. No, oh, I don't think it was. But yeah, that just, what were they, what was he doing? I, and the commentator even said, like, I don't know if this is what Saints players have decided to do just to sit back and defend or if this is what Sayers has said to them. Because they were even, I think, who was the commentator? I think it was Michael Bridges, a, a Geordie. <laughs> Brilliant. But yeah, I just I just don't get it. I don't know. It's not as if we've got form on this where we've taken a lead and we've sat back and, and actually came up with something. It's never worked. Why why do this now at this stage of the season? The stats if you divide it up into two halves make for shocking reading definitely. It's it's not good enough. It's it's just it's terrible. But I mean I, I will I do, I do want to talk about the goal. Uh the, mm. The goal that we scored, obviously. Um, Lavia wins the ball, gives it to Alcaraz, picks out Sulemana, and he puts the cross in, and, and Stu taps it home. And that's what I, when it happened, I, I jumped up and I was screaming, of course, like my goodness! And I said, oh, I think it's me. You know, I'm, I've, I've relaxed. I don't care now. And then all of a sudden, they do that, and it has to be Stuart Armstrong as well. And I was just saying to myself, look, this is what happens when you play your best players in the right position. Then this is what happens. Um. But of course, that all went tits up in the second half anyway. So that was a nice surprise, a nice shot. Mm, yeah, I'm still, you know, playing without a recognised striker and, and playing players out of position. Um, Baffling. Yeah. No um, one who watched you in the 20 either. It is crazy. We spent, we spent how much on him? Yeah. 20 million. But it just goes to show that it was a Ankerson signing, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, well, Anderson needs to get in the dugout and um, and train this team himself because I'm fucked if the the people who whose job it is can do that. Uh, yeah, New, Newcastle are good. It's no secret. Well, they're not that good. I mean, Theo had to score for them. Oh well, yeah. Um, was yeah. I thought it was Botman that he touched to it. It was from a corner, wasn't it? That yeah. second goal. Yeah, of course it was from a corner. The one that gave them the lead. Yeah, because mm. they had one chalked off for offside, didn't they? And uh, that took, yeah. way, that took way too long. You could see that straight away. But, I mean, I guess they were checking to see, you know, who the pass or deflection came off more so than, than, than just looking at the lines. But, yeah, it, you could see. Yeah, Wilson had the 
ball in that three times. This one. Yeah. Um, what a wanker. What a wanker. I mean, a wanker that we could easily do with. But, um, yeah. Well, we've got one managing. <laughs> but he seems like such a nice guy. Yeah, but <laughs> what's that phrase? Nice guys finish last. Well, it must be very nice then because we're a rock rock. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, yeah, lost 3-1, obviously. Um, I, I didn't even care after the second one went in. I thought, right, yeah, it's fine. I'm not bothered now. It's it's done, as I say. Um, and Ruben Sayers said at the end of this one, I think in the second half we didn't start exactly as we needed. And then after the first incident, we were a little bit low. The goals didn't come until late in the game, but we didn't show what we can do in the second half. What can we do? Nothing. That's what we can do. Kevin, no. do you have it? have any stats yeah i mean it's all zeros i mean even down to our past success in the second half um 67 35 percent possession in the second half um yeah no shots on target or no shots at all in fact nope um yeah just that just that one corner and uh not sure how long that uh, the touches in the box, how long that lasted for, but it was well into the 80s. Kevin, man of the match. Um, can I give it to Stu again? Well, I am, mm. just because he scored and he got me out. My, well, I say got me out of my seat. I cheered. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so yeah, I'll give it to Stuart Armstrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, put him back in and he gets two man of the matches okay uh so kev we have to carry on we have to go uh, to forest nottingham forest city ground on monday the 8th of may that's next monday eight o'clock kickoff and that's on sky sports nottingham forest yeah they're not safe are they they're fighting for their lives down there but you know they're they're, they're fighting they're fighting i mean you look at their last five they've won one in the last five but they won against brighton so, you know, that they are and, and, you know, the Brentford game on the weekend, they probably deserved a point out of that. They were, you know, showed that they can, but they just let a 94th minute winner in uh, for Brentford. So that must have been so, so gutting for them. But like I said, they're not making it easy for anyone, despite losing four out of that five. Um, and then if the game at St. Mary's is anything to go by, then we're in trouble again then, Mush. Um, I think we're beyond leaving now. Uh, yeah, but you don't, you still don't want to go down with too much more of a whimper. If you can go and beat teams like Nottingham Forest in and around you, then you need to take it, don't you? I'm not saying that this is it. It's, if you don't win this, we're down. We are down. I, I, I'm, I, I'm on that relegation ship now. Uh, but we still want to go out and beat Nottingham Forest. We still need to go and show that we have got some fight. I think if we did manage to chalk up a win in the other must-win matches, the, the six-pointer would mean that we'd switch places. Exactly. If uh, only. <laughs> if only. Yeah. But you know, now it's, it's beyond us. So, uh, yeah. Even winning it, I mean, it's it's a five it's a five horse race now. I think West Ham are pretty much out of it, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, you've got got Everton and Leicester playing tonight, haven't you? Which is a a massive one. Uh, Yeah, yeah. There's a a draw in there. Everton managed to to scrape a win. We've got a tiny, tiny outside chance, but yeah, beating beating Forest is a must. I mean, we have to, we just have to win all four of those matches. But I don't think we're even going to beat manage to beat Forest. I mean, what I've seen of them uh, over the past few weeks, they've got more of a team than we have. Yeah, I agree, and they've got a, they've got a manager. 
I don't think we're going to lose to Forest, but I don't think we're going to beat them either. Um, and I know how bad that game at St Mary's was, and I know we let one in, um, but I don't think we will this time. So I'm just going to go for a nil-nil draw here, Kevin. Mm, quite a sensible option. Yeah, that would do no, none of us any good. So that's probably <laughs> that's what's going to happen then. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Uh, I think we're just going to even compound our misery. And uh, we're going to lose 2 now. Oh, Jesus. We can't. We can't lose 2 now. I hope we're both wrong. Yeah. But as I say, it doesn't matter anymore, does it? We're we're out of it. It's too far. Too far gone. We need to win all four and that ain't going to happen. Right, so they'll take the piss and give you a little glimmer of hope uh, and then, then snatch it away again. That's what they've done all season. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and this Discord predictions then are the results uh, from both games. Uh, there's only one person getting that Bournemouth score correct, and that was you, Kevin. Uh, well done, you smug bastard. Huh. I hope you're happy. Um, and two people going for a Newcastle 3-1. Uh, that was Greg Kaplan and Russ Sayers. I went for a 3-0, so I wasn't too far off. You went for a draw, Kev, so shame on you. Yeah, I mean, at least, at least my, you know, there was a draw at some point in the match, wasn't there? <laughs> There's always a draw at some point in the match. It starts at a draw. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Super Six then. Uh, round 52 was won by Kevin Byrne and Stephen McCullough. Oh, and Gavin Burgess with 14 points. Round 53 was uh, Laura Maratzing with 16 points. Uh, an overall lead is Gavin Burgess on 464. Kevin, how bad was I at fantasy football this week? Um, Kevin De Bruyne didn't bloody play. Bloody hell. Well, you had a good week the week before. Um, it's a double game week, so we, uh, I've still got uh, one, two, three, four, five mm. players to play again, uh, including my captain, Harland. Uh, yeah, 37 points so far this week. Uh, if we look at our Podders League, we'll see that uh, Ray has got 29 points so far, but that you've got even more players to play. I do six. have a lot, yeah, but I've also got Jose Sar in goal, who let in six, so it's got me minus one. Ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I benched him for this week uh, for that reason. Um, well, you've, well you, you saw, you knew that he was going to let in that many goals. Um. Oh, well, that was um, it was Brighton, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, Brighton, a, a much better team. Than... But I mean, I the other option that I've got is Martinez, uh, and yeah, they were playing Man United, so I thought, you know, Man United or Brighton, I, I I think Man United are likely to score more goals against Villa than Brighton were against Wolves, especially the way that, uh, well, Brighton. Brighton. But you know, mm. it didn't it didn't work that way. Rye is my alternate keeper, so I thought, you know, decent chance of keeping a clean sheet against Forrest. Yeah, true. Good choice. Had I have had that choice, I would have made the same one you did, but no, I thought it was a it was a 50-50. I thought about it and thought, no, I'm going to go with Saar, and then he gets me minus one. So, yeah. Fuck you, Wolves. Never again. <laughs> um, yeah, no change at the top. Uh, Oliver Boyce, top five bodies league uh, in front of Tizard and... T. Bizzle. Um, top of our big league, still Marlon Ailing Allen. He's uh, carving himself uh, a nice lead. 22 points ahead of Chris Ambridge in second. 
who is 10 points ahead of Lucy Heiner in third, who's, uh, wow, really gone all in on that double game week. So, yeah, I think she might be able to overtake some, but all their teams look very similar. All got similar players. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the way now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, just copy each other. Yeah. Especially if you've got a lead. Copy each other, you won't lose it. Yeah, uh, Kev, are you up for a where am I? Yeah, go on, let's do this. Okay. Right, this stadium is located 68 miles from St. Mary's. Are you at the den? I'm not. Uh, clue two for four points. 16 miles from Wembley. Um, are you AFC Wimbledon? No, I'm not AFC Wimbledon. Um, clue three for three points. Currently competing in League Two. And it's not AFC Wimbledon. <laughs> it's just outside London. Wicked Wonders? No. No, it's not. Uh, okay. Clue four for two points. Located in South London, some ten miles south of Charing Cross. Oh, town is too far out. I, missed it? I must be missing it. Can't be Charlton. Not in League Two. We might have to pass in this one, I'm sure. Sutton? Mm. Yes, it's Sutton. <laughs> yeah, the, the fifth clue. For, yeah, the fifth clue for one point was in the London borough of Sutton. So yeah, <laughs> you would have got Sutton United from that. Uh, uh, the the ground. Do you know the ground at all? Don't know. It's called Gander Green Lane, or for sponsorship reasons, it is known as the Monster Pipe Stadium. <laughs> It's called the VBS Community Stadium. Uh, like I said, if you enjoy the show uh, and you appreciate it and you, you feel like that we've suffered enough and you'd like to, to splash out and buy us a pint or a coffee, then please do that. Uh, head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Uh, and next week, uh, we do it all again, Kev. We go over that Forest game and then we have to preview the final Saturday game of the season at home to Fulham. Uh, we have to win that one. It's a must win. Otherwise, we're relegated. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so uh, until next week, up the Saints. Down the up the Saints. <laughs> up the Saints. Up at Southampton. Podcast Network.